Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director, here with very special guest, head football coach at Franklin, Coach Alex Melton, head coach at Independence, Coach Scott Stidham. Gentlemen, appreciate you being here. Thank Thanks you, for having us. Second time for both coaches as the WCTV uh, Game of the Week, so you guys are veterans this year in terms of doing this, so this should go very smoothly, unless the host messed it up. Well, which has been known <laughs> to happen. <laughs> that won't happen, though. We know better. Let me ask you guys this. Bo question for both of you. So, three games in, do you think you're getting a little bit closer to knowing exactly who you are as a team? I know that always, especially in your sport where, uh, you know, next man up is what they always talk about because every play, could be in any sport, but particularly in yours, it's a uh, – I heard somebody say one time it's like a train wreck every single play. So you never know what's going to happen. But do you feel like you're closer to knowing who you are, Coach Stidham? Well, I think so because we're playing some sophomores that uh, three weeks ago didn't even know what was going on <laughs> on a Friday. I mean, literally, when we were going to Oakland, I was watching us run through the banner because I thought somebody might trip and fall. <laughs> I mean, there some, they weren't used to that on Monday night freshman JV games. So. Yeah, we're getting closer, but like you said, next man up, your team changes almost every week with injuries and different things, illness and things going on. So we're getting closer to getting there, but hopefully as a football team, you hope to progress and continue to get better all year. Same for your squad, Coach Melton. It is the same. I mean, I agree 100%. Your roster, you know, it's it's every week. Something can happen every week, whether it is sickness or injury. Um, you, you just got to have your whole team ready, ready to go, and I think um, – you know, I think as it as it progresses each each week, you know, especially if you've got some younger guys in there, they start getting, you know, the game action, and that it's it's hard to simulate some of that sometimes in practice. Um, but I think you know each week each week makes a difference. Both of you obviously uh, playing some young players. I mean, I haven't done an official count, but if you look across the league, Fairview obviously they're in three A. But looking at your two squads, you're probably playing as many sophomores and juniors as anyone. Yeah, we're playing a lot um, for sure because we lost 25 seniors. And so uh, there's some young kids definitely out there playing. But we also have a pretty good core of seniors that we're counting on, depending on. So it's kind of been a good mix for us to help them transition. Coach Melton, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. That seemed that you've been young for a while, but it's coming. It's coming. You, you're starting to get a little older. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, bottom line is graduation happens every year. Yeah. So you've got to prepare you, your kids for that. And we've, we've got a good group of seniors this year, had a good group last year. Um, you know, they're great leaders for our team, and, and, and they do everything that's asked of them to do. So they've, they've been a great influence and great leadership from our senior group too. Now we're at the part of the show that coaches generally don't care about as much, but I love the game history, especially since you guys, Coach Melton in year three, Coach Stidham in year two, you're like, I don't even know where I was at in these years. <laughs> but uh, this dates back to 2005, the rivalry does. Independence leads the overall series 11-7. It's 11-7. It's 1-1 one one in the playoffs. Independence has won six straight in the series. Coach Stidham, another WCS game with a lot of history. Uh, no doubt. Well, Franklin's history speaks for itself. You know, 1910. That's right. The flagship, <laughs> That's right? That's right. That's uh, right. <laughs> now, uh, and the chance to, uh, to play there, it's a great atmosphere. We played there last year in the way that two-year – Cycle came, we're, we're going back, but it's a fun place to play. They've got a great student body. The band's unbelievable. So uh, it, it's a fun experience, and hopefully Indy Nation will go with us. But uh, to play a program like that, and we have so much respect for their staff and players. So 
it'll be a fun fun night tonight. Well, I want you guys, now that you said that plan, this must be a football thing, because I know when I coach basketball, you always switched, but y'all played twice in a row yeah. at the same point. I can't ever figure that out. Why, why is that? It start two years, you you draw it, and it goes, TSSAA did, did it this, this year, year for us. Oh, so we had no choice. So we didn't have a choice. They, they told us just how, how it fell. That seems like something the district AD ought to know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is kind of unique to football, you know, because, again, mm -hmm. those other sports, it's just always – and I guess the leagues maybe change more too. Yeah. They do. It changed a little. We're going to Summit. Went there last year. So, you know, I think Ravenwood came to us last year, come to us again this year. So it's – you know, it happens just because of the scheduling part of it. But. So – Again, I'm probably overthinking this, but if I'm a if I'm a freshman, I'm probably not playing varsity, and I'm one location, and then I might be home too, and then lose it my senior. So I'd rather get that two in the middle, I think. Well, yeah, some of our seniors just asking, "Hey, coach, why are we going back?" <laughs> we didn't pick it. Coach and I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And so, same thing will happen when we, you know, we go there twice, and Ravenwood, I think, comes to us two years in a row. So we didn't have any control. It's just a fresh start every two. Yeah. Coach Melton, I know Coach Melton will be low key about this one, but the uh, I've always thought in football because I, I love how in the Big Ten that every game's like you know the little brown jug, and I've often thought we ought to do that on <laughs> on our games. I don't know what it'd be for Indy and Franklin, but there's probably something we can we can yeah, we, find. Can, we come up with something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Come you know I'll let him figure that out. <laughs> see, see what he wants to do. Don't, don't you think? I think that'd be cool. I don't. I mean. I guess so. If you do it for every game, <laughs> yeah. how cool yeah. is it, though? You know, yeah. if you do it for every game, so it's true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so we'll discuss. We can discuss later. I mean, well, <laughs> listen, we're not doing it for the uh, uh, No One's Real Glencliff game this week. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> you are right, though. You are right. If every game's like we're rushing the field, but I'll tell you, our games do kind of feel like that. Honestly. Oh, they do. It's yeah. County Coach Stidham spoke to it a while ago. It's, you know, it's an in-county region game. It's, you know, their, their student section always shows up. They're always there and loud and band the same way. So I think you got both both sides, and I think it's great for the kids and the atmosphere and the environment. It uh, just makes for a tough week every week. Coach Melton, uh, this game last year, hard-fought game. And that was one, I don't know what week it was, maybe six or seven. Your team, I remember that game, I think you led pretty late. Y'all played pretty darn well that game last year. We did. I mean, we, we kids – Fighting, they've been fighting. You know, Independence is, is great. They were great last year, great again this year. So it's going to be it's going to be a similar, I would say, it's kind of a similar situation this Friday. It's just going to be a close, foot, hard fought football game. Just another so. Friday night in WCS, Coach Stedham. Well, the one difference is, is I watched that film this week, and the kids that were making plays last <laughs> Friday for them last year, they're playing tonight. Right. The kids that are playing for us are in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right, right. <laughs> Kalamazoo, Michigan, right. and Seneca. So uh, I think that's important that uh, our kids, we're going to have to have some new kids step up in a really big atmosphere. Now, don't tonight. kid yourself. Coach Melton would take McNeely and Needham <laughs> right now. I'll take them. <laughs> and you'd take Wilson and Young. Sure, yeah. sure. Let's talk about your games last week. WCTV Game of the Week last week, Centennial at Independence, overtime game. Uh, Coach Stidham, you, you've you been involved in two heartbreakers the last two weeks. You were the heartbreaker yeah. and you were the heartbreaky this last week. But what great games and a great atmosphere that game against Centennial. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, kind of the reverse of Paige. We had the lead at halftime and they came back. And then we had to make a big play to, to force it into overtime. Uh, Luke throwing to, to Braden again on fourth down. So uh, 
Yeah, it, it was tough. They made one more play. Um, you know, we're you could say we're one play away from being two and one, or also one play away from being zero and three. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was a it was a battle, a fun atmosphere to play in. We'd like to come out on top, but it's something we can build on, hopefully, and uh, play well tonight. Coach, I saw something that night. I don't think I've ever seen. I'm sure somebody's asking about it. two to two. I've never yeah. seen no. a score that was two to two. No, I never have. It was like the top of the first or something, bottom of the first or two to two, waiting for uh, Coach McClary to come with his baseball team to see what the score was. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting for sure. I, although I did notice back in 2011, again, you guys will care about this, game at Independence, it was a district game then, the old Z plan, Independence with the 5-3 win, <laughs> which is a little bit different. But I'm telling you, Two to two, I've never seen that. You don't have the weather uh, report? No, no. Maybe it's monsoon. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to start putting that in there. Uh, you mentioned McNeely and Needham. So McNeely throws eight passes, but two of them are touchdowns uh, to Needham. He also had a 67-yard pick, talking about McNeely, that gave you a 9-2 lead. And, and you see this across the county. I mean, I know our schools are a little bit bigger, and sometimes you'll have guys that just play one side. But we've always got those guys that are, I call them just high school football players, and McNeely's one of them. He is. He's been begging us all. He was a safety last year, started for us and also played receiver, and we moved to the quarterback. He's been begging us to play safety. We had him in some packages, but due to some injuries and, and fatigues and, and things that were going on last Friday, we had to put him in. And uh, he's just, he's a football player. He doesn't check all those boxes that all those colleges are looking for, but man, he. He, he makes plays when we need him to. He's special. Coach Melton, a 35-17 uh, against a tough Page team. Again, kind of like your centennial game. You're, you're where you want to be going in that fourth quarter. Uh, so I don't think the score is really indicative of the way that game went. You're up 17-7 uh, midway through the third quarter. Again, you play a really good team. It's not like some chump team came back. I mean, it's a good team. But it was very similar in that you were right where you wanted to be. Is it some of that? And neither both of you are like this. You'll never make an excuse, but I'm just asking. The you're some youth, some depth. The reason for that happening in the fourth quarter, or is it just it just happened? Um, listen, I'm not going to put it on the kids ever. Um, it's not. The, I've got to do a better job of putting our kids in a situation in that in that time to make those plays. Yeah. And so every bit of it falls on me. We're going to keep going back to work as a staff. Um, you know, the kids are fighting. They're doing, we've got to overcome. You know, we'll have leads and then something will happen and we've just got to keep fighting back is what we've got to do. And again, it's on me and our staff to, to put those kids in the best situation to do that. I, I knew you'd answer that way. Well, That's it's, who you are. It's the truth. I mean, it is. Well, I would say it's everybody. <laughs> so, but let me also tell you this because you've been through this. Uh, I think about your time there at Summit. When you, when you've not been winning, sometimes it's just you just got to win one. It's hard to explain how it happens. You might have to luck it out, get a break, whatever it is. But there's nothing like the confidence of just coming through one time. Would you agree with that? I do agree. I mean, I think definitely that helps, and we've got to keep fighting to get that taste, you know, for these kids and. Um, you know, working like crazy to make that happen. Want that to happen for them and the and the student body, not only them but the school, the, our student section. Coach Stillman mentioned, but it's great. Our band's been great. They keep showing up, keep supporting, and I I believe that's part of the reason our kids keep fighting. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, let me ask you both this. So you look at region play uh, again. Your league: Brentwood, Franklin, Indy, Ravenwood, Summit, Overton. 
I'll say it, you won't say it, uh, Overton's not making the playoffs. Four of our five teams are going to make it. So here, it, here we go. This, this could be the difference between making it and not making it. You never know. All these games matter. Now, you guys were talking about a scenario where there's a three-way tie and you can't figure it out amongst yourselves. It may be overall record. Uh, but for, for all intents and purposes, tonight's the one. Here's where we start tonight, Coach Stidham. Well, this week's different. We talk about it. it's a region week. You know, the, the intensity. They talk in the uh, NFL about the playoffs have a little different intensity. Region games do because both teams are playing for their to get in the playoffs and, and to keep going. So you can still make it. Well, one of us can still make Whoever doesn't win still has a chance. But your back's against the wall. you got to come out swinging, and you need some help to, to maybe get there. But uh, it's going to be important. Someone's going to feel a lot better being 1-0 in the region. It's just – it means more for sure at a region game. I like what both of you guys do with your schedules. Uh, I, I talk about this a lot. You'll play anybody. You want to play good teams. You want to play the WCS team. I, I'm telling you, Coach Melton, I've got to think, when you look at your schedule that you've played, that has to help you coming in tonight versus you find three games where you can win by 30. It has to help that you've played such a good schedule. It does help. I mean, it, you know, you got to believe that, and I, I believe it does because you can – you get that film, you get that competitiveness, you know, you get the close, tight games, you get the situations that happen that are going to be similar to what happens tonight. I mean, you know, you got to, you got to believe that. Our kids have been in that situation. Indy's been in the same situation. They've played tough teams and been in a couple overtime games and, you know, and had to deal with all that, the emotions of it, the, you know, how do you react to certain situations and, and overcome certain things. So I think it definitely helps mentally and physically. Let's talk a little offense. Coach will, uh, Stedham, we'll start with you. Again, we talked about it, and I know this is part of what you do. You're obviously a, primarily a running team, but the fact that when you throw it eight times and two of them are for touchdowns, that has to help keep the defense honest. Well, we, have, we have to throw the ball, and we have to be more successful doing it. We've worked at it um, because if, if we just line up and try to run the ball every down, we're going to be in trouble. So, and what I'd say, it's easy to – anybody can throw it. We want to catch it. <laughs> Anybody can throw it. So we need – but there's so many factors in it, the protection of it sometimes. And then every time the quarterback gets sacked, everybody yells at the offensive line. Well, did you know maybe the running back didn't yeah. pick up the blitz or maybe the guy's supposed to run a hot route or maybe the quarterback just didn't get rid of it. So all those factors involved. But uh, we have some kids that can catch the ball. Luke's getting better throwing it, and so we need to, to complete some tonight uh, to have a chance against there. They're so well coached and so fundamentally sound in everything they do in, in all phases. So it's going to be a challenge for sure. Coach Melton, talk about, uh, and I know we mention this every time we talk, but Brewer Wilson, Lucas Young, Wills Jackson, those guys have been playing well. Talk about the need to get that running game maybe going a little bit more too. Well, I mean, it's definitely, I, if you can't stop the run, you can't run the ball, you're going to have a hard time um, on either side, right? So, you know, it, it definitely – teams have identified, you know, kind of, kind of some of those guys you just mentioned. Um, you know, they're not, they're not going to hide, you know. But we've got, we've got to do a better job establishing the run to open that up um, to maybe loosen some of the coverage up on those guys a little bit, um, that type of thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a – you know, your running game complements your passing game. If you're able to pass it, you can run it a little bit better. So it all complements and goes together. Um, but, yeah, definitely we've got to be able to do a better job on that. And, and, and you guys are doing a good job, <clears throat> Coach Melton. Of, and we talked about this a little bit when you were getting ready to play uh, Centennial. 
especially I think at our level. You've got those guys who can play. You don't have the depth of a college team. You got to find a way to get it to them. You may have to get it to them in a little bit different way, and you guys are doing a good job of that. Well, you've got to get the ball to who can help you, right? You've got to do what's best for your team. You know, identify what you have, uh, make changes when you need to do that, but but stick with stuff long enough to build confidence in that kid, and for that kid to build confidence too. You know, and so you know, I think Coach Collins has done a good job of getting the ball, and the offensive staff has done a good job of getting the ball in the hands of some of those guys and, and trying to create some things that way. Coach Stidham, let's talk about your team defensively. Uh, you have to be pleased with your defense last week. I mean, they they played a pretty explosive team when you're talking about Centennial, and you really were pretty sound. Yeah, we were, and uh, they, they make it tough on you because they have so many weapons coming at you. Uh, we gave up, we're up 16-2 to two, coming out of halftime. We turn it over, and turnovers will get you beat every time. So that gave them a short field, allowed them to score, and then they caught a long pass on us because they got a lot of dudes that can run. And so other than that, there's, there's been a lot of defensively you can play really well and have one or two bad snaps and look bad in, in a hurry, and that's how you lose games. So, But overall, they're doing a great job. Coach Taylor Burks is our defensive coordinator, doing an outstanding job with his staff, but allowing our kids to play and understand what they're supposed to do, how they fit within the defense, and continue to get better because we'll be challenged tonight. Well, and you've mentioned this before, too. The thing about playing good defense, it, it, it can keep you in games. When the offense isn't clicking, but if yeah. you can stop people, they don't uh, score, you don't have to score as yeah, much. We, and we had to do that against Oakland. We were struggling a lot. And they got three big plays before you even knew, before anybody had even sat down. And uh, then we settled in and allowed us to get back in it, cut it to two touchdowns. So uh, those are important to be able to play good defense always gives you a chance. And Coach uh, Melton, we talked about, you know, it's a four-quarter game, obviously, but your defense, they really bowed their neck, especially those first three quarters. Gave up seven points until I think it was the very end of the third quarter. You got to be happy about that because Paige, if you look at the weapons that Paige has, if you look across the county, you might be able to name more guys contributing on Paige than any team if you're talking about what they do offensively. So you have to be pleased with that. We are. I mean, I, like I said, I, I thought our kids fought and they, they played. You know, we kept making them snap it again. They had to drive uh, in the first half where they were getting, you know, getting close to the goal line. We kept making them snap it. They fumbled it. We recovered it. So that helped, um, you know, but just. We're constantly preaching, read and react, keep making them snap the ball, keep making them snap the ball, and try to get the ball back to our offense. Talk about this too, Coach Mount. I've always been fascinated by this, and you've obviously been a defensive guy, about the importance of your offense helping your defense too, just to keep them off the field a little bit. Hey, you got to move the chains a little bit for us so we can rest a little bit. Right. Well, it works. Yeah, it works on both sides. I mean, they can't score. Um, it's hard for them to score if they're not on the field offensively. Yeah. Right? And so it's, you know, people have said before, the best – the best defense is a really good offense, you know, <laughs> to keep them off the field. So, um, but especially with you know with teams that have have athletes and are explosive like that, um, keeping them off the field definitely helps. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think basketball is kind of the same way. Uh, you don't hear people talking about the offense getting tired too much like you do the defense. <laughs> no, it's because on offense I'm supposed to know where I'm going. I've got a little bit of advantage on you because I'm. I'm dictating what's happening. Is that, is that why that is, Coach? Well, I, I do think that if you're running to the right, the left offensive tackle, he kind of knows I'm a backside guy. As long as I cut off, I might not have to play quite as hard as the point of attack where defensively you don't know where it's coming. Right. And they all 11 have to do their job and play. So I do the backside receiver understands a little bit. But uh, your expectation is always for every kid to play, give their best effort every play. But I do think that 
that's part of it. And Coach Melton, uh, you guys defensively, you're always talking about getting everybody to the ball too, right. which is a little bit different than the offensive guys. It's pursuit. I mean, yeah, you've got it. And that's one of the things we watch on film and I'll coach us too is, is what are you doing away from the football? Are you pursuing the football? Are you checking counter cutback, boot reverse, coming back to you and then pursuing like crazy? So, um, yeah, definitely that's, that's always an, not an issue, but it's not going to be an issue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing that, you're probably not going to be out there a whole lot. <clears throat> Let's talk a little special teams. Coach Stidham, kicking game continues to be a weapon for you guys. It, it's been it's kept us in games and allowed us to win some too. So Andrew Bingham's done an outstanding job punting for us. Uh, and then Landrick Maeski uh, kicking extra points and field goals. Lachlan Barber also we have two kickers we use on kickoff. So they've been huge. We, we need to get better at returning some punt returns and kick returns for sure. But again, in Wilco on kick returns, most of the time it goes right. over your head. But uh, but when you get a chance and you get some punt returns, we need to get the hidden yardage. When you got, I think, two really equal teams, it's a toss-up tonight that those hidden yardage plays are going to be really big tonight. Coach, do you agree with that when you're talking? Because everybody talks about your offense and defense. Sometimes they don't mention special teams. But so many of our games, and especially when you're, when you're close, mm -hmm. that can be the difference maker. It's an equalizer. It's, you know, it has to be an equalizer for us against most teams. And when two teams are pretty similar – you know, like Coach said, it's it can make a huge difference. So I mean, I don't call them special teams for nothing. It's really, they're really, it's really, really an important part of the game. And I know they put a lot of emphasis on it. We do too. Well, it's it always amazes me, especially with our kickers, what our kickers, you know, kickers and punters do here. It's it's like no, no place I've ever right. seen. Right. Yeah, uh, and their and their punter had a huge play on a fake punt. You know, last right, week. Right, so, right. There's so many things you gotta. <laughs> you're worried about him putting it over your head, and then all now he takes off running. <laughs> right. So, you know, just all those things. Yeah, and it's hard to simulate in practice punts like you get from their punter. You know, those just it's just and sometimes those are hard to catch. Yeah, you can't when you can't simulate that as much. Let know? me let me ask you. I'm curious <laughs> about this. Uh, compared to maybe some other places y'all been, because y'all coached different places. Are our kickers and punters they're a little better athlete than you're used to seeing playing those positions? Maybe where you've been before. Uh, our punter, I wish our punter would uh, wasn't so good at punting because he can, he can run and he's pretty <laughs> strong, but he's too valuable to what we do. So, and then our, our kicker, I think I said this last week, Landry Meski plays hockey. And so yeah, right. yeah, just the athleticism. Yeah, at least the ones we have right now, for sure. Same get, for you guys. Same. You get a lot of multiple sport guys, like you know, soccer, you know, baseball. Those type of kids that play different types of sports. They can do, you know, and and, and the, a lot of times your kickers and stuff can do a lot of different things. They're just athletic like that. Um, you know, the ones we've had, and I know the ones they have, too. So yeah, you get multiple sport guys that can do that. Well, and I give you guys credit because you see this happening uh, across our county. Sometimes you'll see a punter or kicker where maybe he is involved in some other things. You're like, hey, I need you Friday. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you practice when you can and go over there and do your thing, but show up Friday and do your thing, and we're going to be cool with it. Right. Well, yeah, if, if our guys, if we got just some guy out there punting, and we average 20 <laughs> yards of punt, and they average 35 yards net punting, that's 15 yards every time you punt. That, that will be a difference maker tonight. Without a doubt. It reminded me, I saw this thing uh, when Mike Leach was at Texas Tech. I don't know if you guys remember this, where they had this little contest. If you kick a field goal, you could end up winning whatever it was. And Leach found out who it was, and he ends up being the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
They're valuable. For they sure. are. They are. You know when you learn they're valuable? When you don't have one. Right. That's right. You don't know how valuable yeah. they are. It's like not having insurance. That's right. Why am I paying for insurance? Oh, now I know why. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about tonight's game, gentlemen. We're getting short on time. Again, we're talking about the WCTV football game of the week, Independence traveling to Franklin. Coach Stidham, offensively, what are some keys for your squad tonight? Well, it's probably the same every week, but uh, turnovers have really hurt us. They hurt us last week, so we have to take care of the football and then avoiding negative plays. we got to get back. To, uh, when it's a bad play, get back to the line of scrimmage and make it second and 10, second and nine, it says second and 15 because that just limits every offense when, when you go backwards. So those two things are first. And then defensively, we got to make them snap it again. I think that's what Coach said. They did a good job against Page. But they're so explosive, they can throw it. Uh, and I, I like the running game, too. I know he wants to run it more. But they're really, really good in all phases. They're so sound. So we got to limit their big plays the best we can. Coach Melton, how about for the Admirals on offense tonight? Well, I, th I think it's similar. I mean, we – We've got to start first and ten, second and five. You know, we can't get behind the sticks. Like Coach said, it puts you behind in any offense you do. But we always better when we don't have those negative plays um, early in series or at all. So we've got to eliminate some penalties, um, protect the football, not turn it over. We, first week against Centennial, we had some turnovers. We've done a pretty good job since then. Um, had an interception or two last week. But we've got to do a better job of that. Um, and just control and try to control the line of scrimmage. I mean, their re defense really good. They do. They just they, their defense plays really, really hard offense too. But defense really gets after it, and you know linebackers fit and fly around, and they're just really aggressive. So we've got to do job, of, do a good job of taking care of that. You guys talk about this some. I, I try to learn from the football guys as you come in. Something that you never hear the general public, the fan, talk about is penalties. But I hear you guys talk about it a lot. How, how do you? What's that fine line of, hey, defense, we want you flying to the ball, but it might cause you some penalties too? How, how, do, you, how do you manage that? Well, we kind of – we have our penalties in two different categories. and The foolish penalties are the ones that happen before the snap or after the whistle. Those are ones that need to be controlled. Jumping off sides, uh, getting in the illegal procedure on offense, and then hitting someone late, uh, doing something unsportsmanlike. Those are things that are unacceptable. You can't have those. If a kid's making a great effort and gets called for holding, I can live with that. If a kid is making a great effort, gets called for pass interference, those are okay. But the like blindside blocks, those things that you can control, those are the difference makers. And so those are things we, we categorize those. We call them uh, foolish penalties. And those are the things that we can't have to be a good football team. Coach Melton, how about you guys? How do you guys view the penalties? It's the same situation. I mean, you got to – it, and just like Coach said, if a kid's giving his best effort and he accidentally grabs a face mask or something, you know, that's he's just giving his effort. It wasn't like he tried to do it, you right. know. But when you can control, you can control what happens before and after the whistle. You can. And so if, if you're upset or whatever and, you know, they don't, they may not see what was done to you and you do something back and get a penalty, that's, that's, we can't, that's unacceptable. I mean, you're hurting your football team. Let me ask you this, uh, and I'd be curious what both of you would say. I know for me, coaching basketball, and it depends on the style of play, but for the most part, turnover-wise, I was okay with 15 or less. Generally, that just meant we were going to do okay as a high school team. 15 turnovers or less, offensively, we're probably okay. And if we couldn't shoot, that's a different story. It's kind of like I had a principal one time that tell me, say, you know, 
people talk about offensive rebounding in basketball and how great it is that you lead the nation in offensive rebound. That just means you can't shoot. <laughs> so I started appreciating that a little bit too. But is penalty wiser a number that you go, you know what, we've probably played pretty well if it's X amount. Do y'all talk about that or thought about that? Well, or? We, we want zero foolish no. penalties. So we no, Those are ones you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, before the snap, after the whistle. Those are things you can control. They're a disciplined football team. You'll be okay. We got a face mask. We got a pass interference. We got things. I can live with those. Yeah. Coach? That's the same. I mean, you want as, as minimum as possible, uh, you know. <laughs> so that's what you work for. I mean, at the end of the day, you're coaching them. You love them, but they're 14 to 18-year-old kids. There's going to be mistakes, right? They're going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. So, you know, you try not to overreact, but if it's something they can control, a coach calls a foolish penalty, which is a great name for it because that's what it is. Um, <laughs> those are what you really got to address. And sometimes, I mean, and two, sometimes you get a penalty in between the whistle, but there, there's things you can critique on that. If it's a whole day, right. we're not moving our feet. You know, things like that. Those are things you can work with. Um, and, and, and so those, you address those things as they come up. Last question for both of you. Coach Stedham. How do you stop that Franklin passing game you've been talking about? Well, I mean, I know you're not going to give us any secrets here, but no, you, uh, we got to put pressure on him and try to try to uh, make him uncomfortable back there. He's he's really good, and we did it last year. He scrambled some, he completed passes, he ran for some, so he's he's really good. And you got to try to uh, if you if you blitz the world, he's good at finding the open receivers and he finds the holes. So we got to somehow get him in, under pressure and. Uh, just try to stop the big play, keep it all in front of us. Coach Melton, how about that Indy running attack? Oh, it's, I'm telling you, they do, they do a great job with it. And what it is, it's, it's, it's discipline. It's eye discipline. It's reading and reacting. But you got to be careful when, you, when you're coaching that, in my opinion, not to have your kids playing like robots. You want them playing fast and physical, but they've got to read and react. We can't get caught up in a lot of the motions and things like that. So, I mean, they do a great job with that. Offense is very tough to defend because of all everything that's going on, especially, again, with – 14 to 18 year old kids. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just practice, it's reps, um, and it's really hard to simulate that in practice yeah. if that's not something you do weekly, and we don't. So um, that's another thing that makes it tough is just simulating that and getting your scout team to run it. Well, gentlemen, appreciate you being here, taking time out. Looking forward to tonight's game. Thank Thanks you. for having appreciate us. It. Thank you for joining us for the Coaches Show. We'll see you next time.